Hello. Hey. I think it's live. I think we're, we're doing it. We're here. <laughs> this is a thing that's happening. Wow, we are, there is already somebody in the screening queue waiting for Let's a phone this. call. This is super fun. So, uh, welcome to the At Nerdvana Live podcast. What do you? Why do we still call them podcasts when they're video? No, this is this is this is, this is a live show that it's just happens show. to be available in audio after the fact. If that's what you're into, and we are a weekly video call-in show. We're streamed via YouTube and Twitch. You can also listen to us as an audio-only podcast. You can find us on iTunes and other places where you find great podcasts or not so great podcasts <laughs> like ours. Uh, I'm Randy. I'm your host. Uh, with me is co-host Elisa Melendez and we are fresh off the Gearbox holiday party which <laughs> happened on Friday well I'm sure we'll talk about that um couple of things I I don't know like if anybody uh in the building is is listening um I know we have some people here tuning in but um apparently uh there's a red Fiat sedan <laughs> out front <laughs> License. The last three digits of the license plate are seven, eight, four. <laughs> you, you didn't leave your lights on or anything. It's just a piece of shit, and we need you to move that because it's we're trying to class the place up. And um, also, uh, I, I just got this note that uh, we were supposed to be joined tonight uh, by uh, apparently the world's first podcaster, <gasps> uh, Geraldine Foster, who Whoa. recorded... Um, but, uh, and, oh, but she, yeah, she couldn't be here tonight. It says here, gosh, I, I should probably zoom this. Um, oh yeah. Uh, apparently she, I guess she must be celebrating. She's 111. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> the what? world's first podcast. No, hold on a second. No, I'm sorry. She's ill. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, she's Ill. that's, that's oh, my bad. Um, well maybe she'll join us next time. Yeah. Um, so I, I was thinking about, um, uh, this thing that I do. I don't know if you do this. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes people say something nice to me and I am anticipating what the thing is they're going to say. And I just, I'm quick with the, like the response. So like, usually the call is like, have a nice day. And I, I say you too. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the word they use isn't day. Sometimes they say, like I'm in, say, this awesome restaurant. We're at, by the way, we're at Nerdvana. Yep. Uh, there's at Nerdvana restaurant, uh, which serves incredible food. I'm sure we'll talk about some of the food in a second. Uh, and there's the coffee shop behind us, and we're in the podcast booth that sits on top of both both things. So I was in the restaurant, and uh, the person serving me uh, uh, says, "Have a nice meal." You too. And I say, "You too." <laughs> You know, because that's, have you ever done that? All the time. What's up with that? All the like, time. Like, it always happens at the airport for me, too. Yes. Like, have a nice flight. You, you too. <laughs> All the time. Oh, Every single time. Also, because I was um, I was baptized Catholic, and I went to school at an Episcopalian school, and we had chapel every Thursday. I'm sorry? We, I was baptized Catholic. Oh, I heard you. I'm, I'm oh, just, just, I'm oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we had chapel boom, every boom, Thursday. Every and then because of that, every single time... Someone says, the f "May the force be with you." I say, "And also with you." Yeah, and it's just—it's okay. just a reflex. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. a reflex. It just happens. <laughs> well, that's a good one, though. That's actually an appropriate response. Like, 
That's true. You it know, is. that's that's kind of a nice. I mean, we should wish each other the force, I guess. Enjoy your um, meal. You too. What? <laughs> huh? Okay, so uh, yeah, so we we're here. We're doing this. This is a live call-in show. Please call us. We wanna we wanna talk to you. We wanna hear from you. Um, we want to uh, uh, and and uh, you know what? I really am looking forward to. I want one of the trolls to call in. <laughs> Um, no, but I, I love anything you guys want to talk about. If you guys are fans or, or if you're just curious about game development or nerd stuff that we're into, uh, call in and we'll talk. Um, that's what it's all about. And I believe we support Discord chat now. Yes, we do. So if you are somewhere in the world, on the in, you have internet access, but you don't want to use the telephone to dial a telephone number, uh, you can use a microphone and speakers to reach us via Discord. Yes. And uh, and I and I believe we've done that. So we we, we have done that. We are we are ready to rock yes. and roll yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's see. What should we talk about? Let's talk about our. We're going to talk about our game of the year. Oh yes. So you should you should. So we'll get to that. Mm. Um, what do you think of the holiday party? Gearbox had its 18th annual holiday party. Wow. 18 of these. 18 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Did you have a good time? I I had a blast. Um, it just. I'm I'm a sucker for for ambiance mm -hmm. and atmosphere. Yeah, and and this had it in spades. So the folks that planned the party decided this year to do a carnival theme, and uh, and we have some awesome people at Gearbox that go all out, and they they had a midway with stilt walkers and jugglers, that was so cool. and uh, and then there was a, a, a um, there was a a sort of in the midway there were carnival games yeah. and uh, I played flip the chicken where I had this rubber chicken <laughs> on a catapult and you launch it into the thing and they had the milk jug where you throw the balls into the milk yep. jug and you try to get them to go inside the milk jug. I saw Kester nail it twice in a row which I, mean, I thought was impossible to get it that, once. It's not thought, surprising. You know, they had the thing where you throw and you knock the things over. Um, and those of, nobody, of course, can knock those over because they're probably nailed to the damn yeah. floor. Yeah. But, uh, but it was cool. And people were winning prizes. And then there was Sideshow. Yes. Um, we had, uh, who, who was it? We had Todd Robbins. Yes. Uh, and we had Anastasia Sin. Mm -hmm. And Anastasia... Um, uh, put her blowtorch out on her tongue. That was and, pretty great. And she, um, what else did she do? She she chewed up uh, a razor blade. Yeah, she did. She actually broke her tooth. No. On the very last show, yes. The very last show, uh, she she broke her tooth. There's a technique to it. There is danger involved uh, when you chew razor hey, blades. So, so that wasn't you could like, hurt yourself. Okay, so that yeah. wasn't a silver <laughs> stick of gum like I suspected. That was an actual razor blade. Mo there's a lot of sideshow that's real. Uh, and uh, you know when she when she stuck the thing through her yeah, arm. Yeah, that's um, that really went through her arm. Mm -hmm. Like stuck a needle right right on through. What's the best part is when it's going in. Like when you see this part. Yeah. You, you're like you're not sure. You know, yeah. you're like, eh. I'm like, oh, that's a But then when it, when it tents on the other end, when, like, the skin kind of, like, does yep. this, like, tenting action. Yeah. That's freaking gross. Content warning. And <laughs> the needle be. comes through. So they did real <laughs> sideshow. And we, we timed it perfectly where the, the main stage sideshow was right after dinner. <laughs> so <laughs> Smelly Snout says, Gearbox sounds cuddly based <laughs> on all of this stuff. It's like, yes, yes, we, 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 we do have a good time. <laughs> but we, we did. We gave away. Uh, everyone got a present. Yes. We opened our presents. And I got a bunch of D&D &D books. I was going to say, you got I, yourself I some pretty I got sweet present, loot. Present number 69, and they were Rigged. all Dungeons & Dragons books. Rigged. Which, uh, which, uh, which one did you get? 
I got the Elgato Stream Deck. Oh, nice. Which is Perfect. Very appropriate. That's what you wanted. Yeah. Well done. Well done. There was a lot of cool stuff there. The we do a white elephant game too, and I saw like the switches, Nintendo Switch changed hands a bunch of times. Yeah, that was it, it, it were, got a little cutthroat there, over those Nintendo Switches. There were a couple of those and they, they were pretty in high demand. So that was pretty cool. Um uh yeah, there was uh there was a lot of stealing going on. Somebody stole an iPad. It was, it was fun, but yeah, we, we celebrate, uh, we celebrate often and we, um, we, uh, we like to, um, I don't know. I think, I think when we work hard together, it's fun to play hard together. And I, I, don't, I don't know like how many of you work on teams, but accomplishing, uh, something in a team is really, really challenging. Cause there's, especially when there's creative people that want to pull in different directions. So you got to figure out how to get everybody kind of together in line. And then, uh, but then when we do, we accomplish something and when we accomplish things, we feel good about it. And so we like to, we like to celebrate that mm -hmm. a lot and, uh, and it helps. I think it helps the performance and the character of the studio, yeah. but you know, who knows, yeah. who knows. And, and, and I think it says a lot that, um, for, for the culture of, of people here at Gearbox that I had no problem seeing these people for a full day of work and then seeing them again all dressed up. Yeah, it was kind of After fun. work, and by what, choice. What was interesting <laughs> too, you know, like you can kind of tell when about, like usually, you know, when you have a, a company kind of event like that, people do the event and then they get out of there. You know, it's like, and, and everybody has a fun time and likes the show and stuff, but when it's over, you know, people get out. But there was, uh, there were probably about 100 to 150 people that just didn't want to leave. And, uh, uh, you know, and it could be that the bars were open. I mean, <laughs> that might have been that a helps. component. That might have been a factor. Uh, but it was pretty cool just watching everybody have a good time, socialize, and, and hang out. And, uh, oh, Todd Robbins did this awesome bit with our CFO. Um, yes. So the, Which is so appropriate that he, he got chosen for this bit because it was a money bit. He put a couple of peanuts in his hand and he looked in his pocket and found like five $1 bills. So the guy had his five $1 bills, our, our CFO, Stephen Ball, and he had these two peanuts. And he said, okay, here's the rules to this game. It's a con, but I'll tell you the rules. And all you have to do is, is follow the rules and you're good to go. And, uh, and the rule is uh, whatever question I answer, ask you, the answer to the question is nuts. And he had these two peanuts in his hands, right? So just say nuts and you're good. Do you understand? He's like, yes. <laughs> oh, uh, yep. takes a dollar out of his hand. <laughs> no, <laughs> the answer is nuts. I'm going to tell you again. Do you understand the rules? And he says, nuts. All right. So he sets them up a bunch of times. He ends up obviously getting all his money. It's really great. The guy just can't say nuts. No. Something fun about that. Um, so what else is going on? Well, this is our... Last show of the year. It is. We're going to take a couple of weeks hiatus because we've got uh, Chris. We've got Christmas and we've got New Year's. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, give ourselves a break, uh, mm -hmm. but we'll be back right after the New Year. Mm -hmm. um, and as it is the last show of the year, what a perfect time to talk about our game of the year picks. Yes, exactly. And we already have you know folks folks calling in. We definitely want to hear from you. Is you know to see what it is that you mm -hmm. enjoyed this year. Should we do our calls first, or should we go to the first call and kind of? like prime the pump a little bit and see what happens. Yeah, let's see what happens. All right, all right. Why not? Yeah, we're going to, instead of, instead of Elisa and I kind of doing our picks, we're going to get on the phone with a caller and find out uh, what, what some of you think. Yeah. Let's see here. Let's try this. And hey, is this Rick? Yes, this is Rick. Hey, Rick, you're on the air. This is Randy and Elisa. Howdy. How's it going? Hey, pleased to meet you both. Awesome. You know me as Athlon Dude. Oh, hey. Hey, hey awesome. Good to, good to hear from you, man. How's so, it going? How are things in Missouri? Is it cold there? 
Uh, it's a little cool. Yeah, it's a little cool. Yeah. I'm not real bad yet, but it's getting there. All it's right. getting there. All right. Yeah, it's currently 50 degrees it's here in crisp. Texas, but we had a freeze like a week and a half ago, but uh, we came right back out of it because it's Texas. So our weather's like back and forth, back and forth, back <laughs> yeah. and forth. So how are things well, yeah, going? It's a Things are going good. Um, we actually just got home today. We've been in the hospital all week. My wife oh, had been man. in the hospital. She'd had oh. surgery, and then um, well, she had to have surgery again to clear up a complication from surgery, so we well, ended up staying longer than we wanted to. Well, congrats on getting home. Oh, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah I bet that's nice. Definitely. Well, is how's how's she doing? Is, is is she through the through the worst of it, or? Oh yeah. Um, you know, it was <clears throat> it wasn't anything invasive. Um, what what it was, she had. Uh, she had a, a surgery to remove some excess skin from a uh, a prior um, a weight loss surgery. Oh. And um, what what had happened is they they would check her blood level every day, and it kept dropping, mm. and they weren't Ooh. sure what was causing it. So Friday they had to go back in and open it up and clear out what was going on. Man. And so they finally got it under control. So, okay. yeah, it was a little scary, but, you yeah. know, she made it through. Wow. Okay, well, that's well, good. Um, it's good to hear. I, I am very squeamish. I actually have a vasal vagal response, uh, which is, uh, look huh. it up. Uh, when I, I have, sometimes I have to get blood drawn. Um, sometimes, you know, you're giving blood or you have a test done, and I will faint. <gasps> I'm, like a, I'm like a fainting goat. Boom! I'm out, and, it's, and this is. Uh, but it only happens when it's uh, 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 when blood's being drawn. That's the only thing that will cause me to faint. Blood huh. being drawn for me, but but thinking about it too much makes me squeamish. Yeah, okay. So when I when I go to do this, I have to think about other stuff, and I have to like totally distract myself. And uh, one time I went in to get blood drawn, and I just looked to the right, just looked away from you know where the needle was going in, and looked at the wall, and on the wall was a, a poster. Uh, with puppy dogs, Aww. and I think for most people that'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not a bad person, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh God, no!" Oh, no. So it was, it was, but whatever. You know, I, we we got bigger problems than this. So I, I I'm thinking you've played a lot of games this year, Rick. Yes, I did. I what, sure did. What are some of the highlights for you? Um, biggest highlights for me. Um, there was a game that Team 17 put out called Avon Colony. Yeah. I really like that game. Yeah, yeah. I love an what, awesome game. I love what those guys are doing. Um, did Now, I don't, I don't think – did Team 17 develop that or they published it? I'm not exactly sure. Because Team be 17 – I know it had their label on it. Yeah, those guys are, <laughs> those guys are publishing a lot of really interesting stuff right now. They're, they're, I'm really I'm, – I'm kind of – proud and like stoked that they're that they're doing what they're doing i've always been a fan of team 17 and uh oh yeah ever since ever since um alien breed yeah for yeah and like worms just owns me so like i have a lot of fond memories of different worms games over the years and uh but those guys have done so many great things over the years and um yeah, that they're publishing other people's stuff right now, which is really cool of them. Because um, it's, I know what it's like when you're an indie developer trying to, you know, get attention for your product and just get your product in the hands of customers, and it's 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 a struggle. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people have this idea that, um, you know, if you're a game developer, you just make a thing and then you know you get your name on the title and you're in the Ferrari in the garage. But that's it's a struggle. There's a lot of starving artists out there just trying to make it make it work. And uh, I dig that Team 17's getting behind some of these indie guys and uh, helping them find a voice. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That's cool. So is that your game of the year pick, or is that just one of the games you thought was mm. great? 
Well, it would be my game of the year pick for that genre. Okay. I think my my game of the year pick, my ultimate game of the year so far, the one that's really got me hooked, has been Battlefront 2. Nice. Yeah. All, outstanding. You know, they, I thought they did a pretty good job, actually. And, I mean, I know there was a lot of controversy about the um, yeah. some of the monetization stuff that they did in the game, but... What a shame that that controversy hit him, given the, all the great work that was mm-hmm. done and all the great content that's that's there. Um, and you know, it looks like they're adapting to, uh, fast. But um, I want to. I think they deserve a lot of credit for um, going in deeper with a campaign game, uh, something they didn't do with uh, the Battlefront One as much. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I, I, it's really it's really fun stuff. And if you dig Star Wars, it's uh, yeah, <laughs> it's about as good as it gets. Right. I- <laughs> Yeah, that was one of the drawing factors for it for me was they were going to have a campaign. And when I played the campaign, it was just amazing. You know, yeah. the actress that got to play, Aiden, was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, oh, she was yeah. spot on, everything. Yeah. They, I, I, I'd look back and like, you know what? I would watch that movie before I watched any of the first three episodes that George <laughs> Lucas came out with. Take her over Jar Jar any day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll t- you know, it's interesting. There's this thing going on right now where a lot of people are – uh, they're pooping on the new movies oh, and they're celebrating the the prequels, which is so fascinating to me. Uh, like the, the world's so weird. I love, I, it's just evidence of something you and I have talked about on, on Twitter, I think, which is every, like you, subjective taste just cannot be quantified and nope. cannot be controlled. Everyone's got opinions. Everyone's got uh, their own tastes. Did you see the new Star Wars movie? I saw it last night. I, Last night I was I was in St. Louis with the wife, and when we found out that she wasn't going to go home yesterday again, I was just like, we were, I was so frustrated, and I was like, I'm going stir crazy here. I'm cabin fever, I've been stuck here for six days. Oh, I got to get out and do something. So I left and I went in uh, to the nearest theater and I watched it, and I really really liked it. Yeah. Mm. Um, there was a couple of things in there I didn't care for, like some of the. Be careful about the spoilers. Yeah. Be careful about spoilers. There might be some people listening that haven't seen it yet. And well, really... no spoilers, okay. but you know, <laughs> yeah, there was just some interesting decisions that they did yeah. that I didn't care for. But I mean, overall, I loved mm-hmm. the movie. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah I, I thought I it was, was amazing. I thought it was well worth my price of admission. I agree. Yeah, I uh, I mean, as movies go, I felt like it was one of the bigger like more more valuable events that i that i've probably seen in a theater in a while yep. um i mean i've seen a lot of good stuff but i mean it was good for my money yeah <laughs> like, i had i felt I had really a great good about time. my decision for my time and my money with it yeah so. yeah i had i had a great time and i could see where people might have qualms with it but sure. overall i had a good experience it's so. it's interesting it gets held to a higher standard i think yeah than other things i right? also like, thought it was it pe- was people want perfection <sighs> and there's no such thing <laughs> And it's perfection's different for each audience, right? And I think it's there's it something. It was better than the new Alien movie. Well, there, you, there go. you go. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said for a movie that incites a discussion, and then people sort of cap their their kind of hot take off with, "But I'll have to see it a couple of more times." <laughs> like you actively want to yeah. pay money multiple times to, to see your this criticism. thing and deepen your criticism and <laughs> form an opinion. I'm like, okay, well, well that's this great. Thing must They're have winning. Been, yeah, They're winning. There you go. You know? Yeah, the the alien movie's interesting. I think I know something about how difficult it is to to please everybody with that with the, in that franchise. <laughs> uh, but you know, the, yeah. I, I'm glad that they keep swinging at it because I really love the franchise. And uh, 
Right on. Any other games? Uh, any other games uh, hit you that you want to talk about? Um, I I did like. Uh what was it the uh, shadow of war oh hell yeah really i'm actually playing that right now i haven't finished it yet but i i really dig that style of game i'm living the combat i love the growth uh i like chopping oh, heads yeah. off of orcs i mean yeah did you oh, play yeah. did you play um <laughs> did you play uh shadows of mordor the 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 one before this one i played it i haven't finished either one of them yet. okay yeah, yeah. i finished <laughs> shadows, i got yeah I've, i finished shadows of mordor i haven't finished shadows of war yet but i love it it's so great yeah, awesome games. Awesome. Yeah. Did you do you and, have and Monolith has always done go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you remember in the previous uh Shadows of, of Mordor, I don't recall being able to decapitate. <laughs> and it's really something I like doing. So it could be that I'm confusing it with the Roman game that came out. Uh, it was a launch title for Xbox. Uh, what title was that? Do you remember? Rise. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Rise, Son of Rome. That's right. Yeah, mm. that one I wanted to deca- decapitate people. And I, I'm de- I it's a very sticky mechanic. But it's so fun to chop heads off. <laughs> you know? Yes, it is. Yeah. That's one of my favorite parts of the game. And yeah. that when you have to uh, go suck the, you know, scan them or suck the soul out of them, whatever, and the head pops. Oh, that's awesome. So great. I don't know why it's <laughs> Exploding fun. heads is amazing. You know? Here's the thing, man. They're video games. There's no violence in video games. It's depictions of violence. And it's to- no one gets hurt. And orcs don't have constituents, you know? So it's like... <laughs> My brain, what I can do in my imagination is a million times worse than anything that will ever be in a video game. So, you know, let us have our fun, damn it. I want to pop heads and, And you know. Sometimes a little catharsis ain't a bad thing. Well, we know it. You know, we we, we know it seems to be okay. We've got, I mean, there there was the argument that people used to make that uh, the, the video game violence would create real behavior. And of course, that can't be true because there's about a hundred million units of Grand Theft Auto V out there, and yet, uh, you know, we're not all robbing banks and stealing cars and yet. shooting people. In right, the I, I haven't <laughs> beat up a hooker and stole their money yet. So I know, right? We're we're still we're still above board. <laughs> These are things we can aspire to virtually. <laughs> it's uh, I'll tell you though, I really lo- so. Let me ask you something. You did you played both Borderlands games, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, All which, three. When it comes to okay, okay, so yeah, one, two, and pre-sequel. pre-sequel. Yeah, pre-sequel was kind of like I mean, we use the same engine as two, you know. So uh, for the question, I was just thinking of like before two and after mm. two. Um, and here's the question: Do you remember the differences and how um, the the feedback and violence simulation uh, ha- existed between those two games? Did you feel those differences? Yes, definitely. What, what do you What do you prefer? I preferred two. Really? Okay. Yes, I, I do. I thought I, thought, I haven't. I haven't yeah. fully. Be, go ahead. I, well, you know, one to me, um, I, I like two as an overall game. I'm, I'm talking specifically about like the feedback and the violence and like what happens when you hit a guy with acid gun versus mm. shoot him in the head versus you know pop him in the leg. Yeah. Um, uh, and there, you know, there's animals too. There's not just human enemies. But um, one, you know, one was a little more uh, graphic in its depiction of of the the feedback simulation. Whereas two, we really toned it down a little bit because we wanted to ship the same game in Japan and Germany and South Korea mm. that we shipped elsewhere in the world. And those countries have different, more strict rules about about depictions of violence. So, um, you know, I I'm kind of I'm kind of I don't know. I like one more. In the vi- in the violence category, but I'm I don't know maybe I'm kind of a sick weirdo. <laughs> 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 Go ahead. Uh, 
Cool. Well, mm-hmm. what about two? Did you like more um, in that regard? I think there was more personality in two. Okay. So you're talking about over you know, the game um, overall. I was talking specifically right, about right overall. Okay. I was talking specifically Honestly, about. I didn't feedback. really like one. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I, I you know one was kind of. Um, we just barely got there and we were, we were figuring out how that right. game worked, you know? So I think like we obviously learned a lot in how to build narrative, um, and learned a lot in, uh, in our technology and just the overall kind of polish of the experience. But I was specifically about the very narrow component of the feedback I get when I shoot a guy. That's, that's the part I was talking about. I think that was one thing that one, oh. that one thing is where one might've done something better mm. than two. So cool. Well, again, I mean, it still comes back to the personality of the game because when you killed somebody in two, there was more of a um, comic relief Mm. part to it. And the first one, there was like, because there wasn't so much personality, hardly any at all, you know, you didn't get that. So it seemed more serious. And I guess, therefore, more deadly, (laughs) for lack of better words. Yeah. Right. So, and I think that's what made Borderlands Two a more accepting game. Fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. Well, Does that make sense? yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm with you. Well, it certainly performed uh, great commercially. So, I mean, that scoreboard, right? <laughs> uh, hey, man. So, uh, it's really awesome to talk to you. I think this is the first time I talked to you in person. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to chat about before before we uh, we let you go? Uh, what was it? <laughs> say. Oh, uh, I wanted to touch base back on last week's episode. You were talking about, um, I think it was last week. You were talking about what what kind of games people would like, or picture game, or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you 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 got a pitch for me. <laughs> Now, yeah, I've actually, I Let's actually do. I've got a couple. You oh, know, shoot. And oh, they're, okay. They're Let's both get into remakes. It. All right. They're both remakes. Okay. Cool. Um, you know, I mean, well, I'll throw a third one out there. Of course, you know, I want another Aliens game. Probably not <laughs> Me gonna too. Happen, but I still want one. <laughs> Me too. Um, <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's a, that's a I complicated. I would really like you to, <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, I would like to see you get the license to uh, the Dungeon Siege series. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't even and know see where a remaster of those games. I love those games. Those are awesome. I don't games. know where that one sits. I mean, let's Me see. Either. Who who did Microsoft publish the first Dungeon Siege? Um, I have no yeah, idea. They did. I have no idea. I guess it it's was probably Microsoft just, Games. Yeah. Gas powered games made it for. Yeah, no. Chris Chris Taylor uh, developed it with his team at Gas Powered Games. I remember that. And uh, I think yep. he he works for Wargaming.net now. I guess somebody you know somebody really passionate about that would have to mm. knock on Microsoft's door. They don't right. they don't really let IP go uh, even if they're not using it. Mm. Right. So I don't. Right. That's a that's a tricky one. That's a tricky one. But uh, right. yeah, someone someone I'd love to play that again. That'd be nice to see uh, yeah. see that guy come back. I remember the, the marketing, the marketing, uh, the marketing for Dungeon Siege. One of the cleverest things. <laughs> this was such a the pitch worked so well. It's like this is a classic, you know, dungeon hack and slash RPG. But for the first time, if you have just you've only lost a couple of hit points, you don't have to drink the whole potion. You could drink half a potion. <laughs> that was like one of their pitched features in the game, and it yes. like it worked. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I hate when I have to waste the potion. <laughs> I could just have a sip. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Right on. So what was the other what was the other thing you were thinking about? The other game that I'd like to see you get a hold of and do something with is uh I don't know if you ever remembered it or played it. It's called Strife. Yeah, I remember mm. Strife. Yeah, that was uh Rogue. It came out way, I, think, I think Rogue made yeah, that. Yeah, Rogue right? Entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, on the Doom engine. Yep. Doom 2 engine, yeah, actually. Yeah, Rogue's just down the street. <laughs> I think they'd love to right. re- revisit that, too. I, I, You know, it's interesting. They, the, that was one of the first... I, It, it kind of had a little bit of fantasy and a little bit of stealth RPG, and RPG on in the Doom engine. Like, it was... I think that was way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a cool Yeah, it game. really was. Yeah. That game was... Definitely uh, one of my favorites. And I... I see Borderlands and I see Strife and I'm like, you know, they they look kind of like you. <laughs> there's a there's It'd be a little really bit cool to see that. You know, I think Strife could be considered uh, a common ancestor to Borderlands. Mm. You know, it's like kind of a primordial ancestor. You know, because it is first person and there right. is some RPG in it. Right. And uh, you know, and those guys went on to do some other clever stuff with putting RPG into FPS. You know, when they worked on, um, they helped. Um, the enemy territory with um was it was it quake or wolfenstein it was one of those but it was there was an rpg element to the multiplayer game which is really crazy um but yeah those guys are those guys are rad they're down the street i don't know if you know this but the nerve guys uh help us a lot in different things Hmm. they've worked on uh, a lot of different gearbox games over the years uh so the guys that made strife their work is in a whole bunch of different gearbox games uh, and games that are currently in development. Awesome. So, yeah, yeah, it is cool. Right on, man. Well, hey, thanks for your call, man. Uh, I'm going to let you go, and uh, I think uh, Elise and I are going to talk about our game of the year yeah, picks. Yeah, yeah. So if you're welcome to listen in. Sounds and, good. And if you want to call back next week, I'll be happy to talk to you again. Or next year, rather. No problem. You'll have <laughs> oh, sorry. Christmas. Next year, yeah, we got two weeks off. Two weeks off. Thanks, Elisa. <laughs> All right, cheers. Hey, take it easy, Rick. Yep. Merry Christmas, y'all. Bye. Bye. Awesome. Okay. Right, uh, so we have a contender. Okay. Um, for game of the let's year. Let's see. By the way, if you wanted, if you have any uh, interest in talking to us about game of the year or anything at all, anything uh, else, you can give us a call. Uh, numbers on the screen. You could also reach us on the Discord. That's on the screen. And um, we're. I think we should talk about what we think. Yeah. Our game of the year is. Do you have you thought about your lists? Well, it's a very short list because because time is a thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you're familiar with the concept of time being a thing that you do not have <laughs> to <laughs> There's play. There's always time for games. <laughs> Come on, Lisa. <laughs> Busy putting together an accolades trailer. No. Um, so so there's there's a lot of stuff. Go back that early came in out. the year. Go back early in the year. I mean, it's it's really interesting because I only got a switch in what November? Okay. I think I think I was I was swayed as soon as I saw Odyssey I coming out and and Odyssey and and all this talk about Breath of the Wild and and yeah. so far in in so many conversations, uh, Breath of the Wild you know is kind of coming up as as game of the year. But I feel like one of one of my sort of kind of pet projects this year, uh, just I think for 2017 in general, was to just find just joy and experiences that just give me pure joy and i think odyssey is the thing 
that That's does awesome. it the most for me. And there's one particular moment in Odyssey in New Donk City <laughs> that just sort of encapsulated that whole feeling of just I I felt playing that game the way that I felt when I picked up Super Mario Galaxy and experiencing this whole new way of experiencing Mario. And then that brought me back to even the first time I played Super Mario World and seeing, you know, that kind of colorful space and all the different things you could do in there. Um, And so just because it kind of pulled at at that particular heartstring, I was just... and, And it just does the coolest, weirdest stuff and i'm in a world now where there's talking forks and like how i mean you can't you can't be mad at that and i don't know and and i think it's just the the interplay of that game doing all those weird things but then having all of those callbacks to the things that made me fall in love with it in the first place plus it being on this cool new platform right um where you just realize i can also have this experience on a plane, in a car, on a boat, with a goat. Like I can, <laughs> I can take this with me wherever. I think just all of that put together, I think puts puts Odyssey right right up there for me. I'll I tell think. you, I'll tell you what. The the switch is a joy in that regard. It's really fun to be able to instantly go from a you know home console experience to a portable experience. Um, and uh, I think if you were to log all of my playtime. Uh, on all get different games, um, Switch probably has the most hours. Mm, um, wow! And and it cheats to earn it because I'm able to take it on the road with me. And yeah, I, I do travel. Um, so, uh, but but it it earns it. It earns every bit of it. And um, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think uh, Odyssey is not my game of the mm-hmm. year, but it's it's a contender. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's such a great game. Um, man. So, I. Like my game of the year is also a Switch game. It's, ah! It is. It is Zelda, <laughs> yeah. um, and it's. Uh, I feel kind of shitty about that because I mean the game absolutely deserves it in every way, um, but I, I. There's always this kind of part in my soul that wants to recognize the weird, new, mm. you know, crazy stuff, um, and. Uh, I, you know, because I have so much respect when when developers take risks and mm-hmm. publishers take risks and try things that haven't been been done before, and I feel like uh, there's a lot of good contenders in that that world. Yeah. Um, uh, I think Horizon turned out to yes. be. I thought like I I absolutely hated the premise. <laughs> I absolutely hated the present premise. It's like, like what you're hunting fucking robot dinosaurs. Like this is retarded. And I, and I hate using that word, but it, uh, it, it just felt like a dumb, a dumb premise. Um, and, uh, but the game, the game turned out to be pretty stunning and pretty remarkable and overcame that, uh, that, that problem. I think the premise served the gameplay, which was, which was pretty interesting. Um, I, in virtual reality, there's a whole lot of interesting stuff that, that mm. was being done. Oh. And um, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't think there's like any like super standout, like single cohesive experience that went over the top. I mean, I can think of one. Which one? Oh, <laughs> Desert <laughs> Buzz. Uh, I'll tell you though, I, I really, in, it, it wasn't, there, there, there were some flaws with it that mm. I think held it back. But I really, really enjoyed uh, Adrift. Do you know this game? 
I feel like I've heard of it, but but enlighten. Um, so you're uh, you're on a space station. The game begins, and you're coming to from being knocked unconscious, and the space station you're on has just been torn apart by something, and you're like floating in space, and you're almost your your visor's cracked, and you're out of oxygen, and you have to, you know, and it's virtual reality, right? So you feel, you feel it immediately and it's all zero G and you get oxygen and you got to kind of, you know, figure out how to make it. And you go through this whole space station, um, simultaneously getting it, turning things back on and getting the thing going again. So you can, you know, get on one of these gate pods and get out, but you're also kind of learning what went down and, and, and learning all the characters and their stories. Uh, and it, absolutely killed it on atmosphere and experience and i think that if it if the storytelling was a little um more structured Mm. and if the things you got to do were a little more exciting and interesting this would have been like one of the most incredible experiences ever made uh but as it was it already was one of the like it's it was one of the showcase pieces for vr for me that that really I uh, did something. I, th- I I hear it makes some people nauseous. Oh no! Um, That's always my worry with yeah, VR. Yeah, because it's you're, you're in VR and it's zero G, Ooh. so there's a lot of like you have to kind of. But my brain, my brain was mm. fine. Mm. So my brain handled it just fine. I really dug it, and um, yeah. I but uh, I thought that was real. I recommend it if you have VR or if you're thinking about mm. VR. Check out Adrift. Uh, another one, by the way, for VR people out there is uh, a, a game called Accounting. <laughs> have you heard of this? No, but please tell me it's about actual accounting. Um, not really. No. It was it was written by uh, the Rick and Morty guys, oh. and it's more of a demo than a game. I mean, there are th- there is interactivity, but it's like the sequence of shorts, and it is it very quickly becomes the bonkiest, craziest, nuts thing you've ever experienced. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, I keep telling everybody about it, saying if you have, and it's free. It's fr- it's a oh, free VR dem- demo game. Uh, check it out. It's called Accounting. Uh, it's free, and it's called Accounting. It's and free and it's I don't called wanna, Accounting. I don't want to spoil you, but oh, it's um, it is not safe for work. Oh, okay. Uh, there is uh, mostly due to language. Let's um, <laughs> say for our work. You end up one of the. <laughs> You're going like deeper into this like these virtual reality realms, and you end up in this place that's like kind of like a forest and uh it's like some alien world that's foresty and there's this little guy this little thing weird creature dude that comes out of this this hole in this tree and he just comes out and he's like fuck you fuck you man what the fuck fuck you where are you fuck 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 fucking and he just starts cussing up like a hailstorm of of swear it's it's it works but it works if if that offends you uh, then mm. I've just offended you. Yeah. Uh, and in addition, this game will certainly offend you. Yeah. <laughs> also, so. feel free to clip that <laughs> section of the podcast and turn it into your ringtone. <laughs> wow. But um, yeah, I went with Zelda. I, I think yeah. uh, they just, it's just astonishing to me how the, the, the talent at Nintendo to deliver what they did and committing themselves to the limitations of their own platform, right? Because, I mean, I work with so many great people that if if I went upstairs and said, guys, we're going to build game of the year, but we're going to do it on this hardware specification. Oof. I, yeah. Half of them would quit, <laughs> you know? And it's like, 
you know, the, the Switch, it's basically uh, an NVIDIA shield. But it doesn't matter, right? If you commit to the limitations of your platform, uh, you can create beauty and experience, and you don't have you don't need all the memory in the world, and you mm-hmm. don't need all the the CPU cycles in the world. You can you can commit to to what your limitations are and and find a way. And uh, it's something we have a hard time doing. We we hate we hate committing to our limitations at our studio, and it costs us. I think. Uh, but I think every game developer should look at Breath of the Wild mm. as an example of how to do it. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful game, and it's so rich and so complete. Now, like all games, though, it is not perfect, and we can criticize it, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I choose to just uh, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So it is Breath of the Wild is my game of the year. There you go. Nice, of course. So, what did the what did the <laughs> do you, what did the VGAs pick? I don't remember. It, it was Breath of the Wild. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was Breath of the Wild, and it was it was it was kind of interesting. I thought that they were they were, were kind of sowing the seeds for for an Odyssey win. Oh, interesting. Um, Who were the nominations? Uh dude, I believe it was it, well o- Odyssey and Odyssey and Zelda. And right. then a uh, PUBG, which oh, was yeah. an interesting remember, choice, very uh, controversial I remember choice. remember when, when, when Keeley announced that, and I bitched at him, like, dude, the game's not even finished yet. Why would you, like, how does that work? It's like beta. <laughs> yeah. It's early access. All right, I guess we're doing that now. Yeah. And no, no question that it's, um, that of the impact it's had. Yes. Um, but it seems strange to judge a game. I guess it's it, sort of, you know, it kind of begs the question, what do you mean by game of the year? Yeah. Is it based on pure kind of impact or is it you know what's what what is it actually based on mm-hmm. yeah and what defines game as in well, being out one, <laughs> of the, early access? one of the great things about the vgas uh, and the fact that it's it exists um and that keely's able to make it successful is he is finding that line between the commercialism of the show and trying to you know honor and respect mm-hmm. things in the industry but he's got to it's got to ride that line yeah. and because it isn't just i mean it it is a it is a commercial enterprise and if mm-hmm. he if he doesn't make as much as he spends we don't get to have a show anymore right so right. he's got to figure out like contrast with the oscars for example where i think it's been over a decade since any oscar nominee for best picture has been in the box office top 20 domestic mm-hmm. Right, so mm. there's a there, it's almost there's almost an inverse uh, relationship in the film industry between critical acclaim and commercial success. Whereas in the game industry, it's still very tied together. Commercial success and critical acclaim are they've been linked. Yeah, uh, they've been inexorably linked. And I I don't I don't know how we can get past that. I I, I kind of hoped and wished that our academy because we have an academy of interactive arts. Right. Uh, and uh, I kind of wish that that would be the path to um, to separate it. But the, the problem is, um, it's the it takes too much energy to consume the ga- all of the games. Yeah. films your ninety minutes of commitment, and even that, no one can watch every movie that comes out in a mm-hmm. year, right? But video games, it's a little more than 90 minutes, so it's not possible. So what, what tends to happen is uh, the things that tend to win tend to be the things that just were seen the most. Uh, it's just a function of eyeballs um, because we can't see everything. We, mm-hmm. can't, we can't consume everything, and that's, that's one of the interesting trade-offs that our industry has. 
Um, so let's see. What, what else should we talk about here? We've got somebody about to get in the... Uh, should I? Do I drag this guy down? No, not yet. Okay, they have so to talk jo- to Joe Joe's first. Gonna, so we got, we got a screener <laughs> they, they who's going to... They have to get through Joe. All right, cool. They have to get through the gauntlet. And by the gauntlet, <laughs> I mean Joe. Right on, right on. <laughs> In order to make it through. But right. um, so so we kind of talked about like Switch as a platform. Yeah. And, and both of kind of our major picks came from that. Um, what's your what's your kind of stance on like? Have you been playing any awesome mobile games lately? Have you had any good mobile um, experiences? I no. <laughs> the short answer is no. To me, well, mobile mobile games, I I are a guilty distraction. Like I I play mobile games and I hate myself. <laughs> I hate myself when it. To me, it's like it's like if I had some nasty habit, like mm. if I you know you know, chewed my toenails and ate, ate them. Like I'd be ashamed of myself, <laughs> but, it, but it's something that I have, that I do sometimes, you know? So that's, that's what, uh, that's what happens with, uh, with mobile games. I'm ashamed of myself and I don't want to admit it, but there are really? times. Yeah. There are times though. I'm, you know, in bed about to go to sleep and I just, ah, just, mess around with something or I'm on a plane or I'm out in the world somewhere and my phone's just with me. It's just mm-hmm. with me. So, um, here, let, let me look. Let yeah. Me see if I, let me see because if I have good. a game what do you, what do you that like? I've been playing lately that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, and it's called reigns her majesty. So I played it. I, I, I played reigns. I bought it. I know, I know, uh, Leia Alexander who mm-hmm. wrote it and there's some clever writing in it. Mm-hmm. The game's kind of, Whatever. I mean, it's like it's it, the game fundamentally boils mm-hmm. down to uh, can you guess which which uh, with this question, can you guess which of these five resources it's going to add to and subtract to? And once once you work all that out, I mean, there's it's just a it's not even as good as blackjack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. there is an optimal way you can play it every time, and and the fact that I don't know, like what it's like, it, uh, sometimes it's totally non-intuitive, and that mm. that kind of discovery isn't fun to me. That said, the writing's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, that's and that's that's kind of the thing that's that's the, hooking me. The premise is cool, and I think it's clever that they came up with a game design that just uh, fundamentally comes down to swiping left or swiping right. Uh, but I already have that game. It's called Tinder. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I have, I look, I have, I have it right what? here. Reigns Her Majesty. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Where's that? Let's see. Oh, anything, anything I want to, I want to call attention to. I also um, like Flip Flop Solitaire. That's super fun. I haven't tried that one. That one's fun. Um, I, I downloaded Game Dev Tycoon on my iPad, but that's not really a mobile game. It's made mobile, but it's, mm-hmm. it's actually a game that used to be on PC, and that's kind of mm-hmm. good. There's a game called Warbits. I don't know when it came out, but it's basically a phone version of Advance Wars. Do you remember Advance mm-hmm. Wars for the DS? Tactics game, strategy game. You have like little tank and infantry units that you can move on this grid. Warbits is a mobile version of Advance War, except it's not as good in a lot of different ways. Um, it's slower, uh, and uh, the mission design isn't as elegant. And uh, but it, it's it's the best approximation to Advance Wars I've seen, uh, and it is on mobile, which is nice. Hmm. I don't know when it came out. I think it might be a 2017 game, but it might have been before that. I play a little Clash Royale. Yeah, I used I used to be super heavily into it. It's a one v one kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, and it's you know it's it's not bad um it's a competitive game and i'm mm-hmm. not like I'm, competitive games aren't my favorite um i downloaded monument valley 2 i downloaded monument valley 1 i never finished monument valley mm-hmm. 1 but i played it i respect mm-hmm. that there's some clever puzzles yeah. some of them are stimulating it's gorgeous um it is beautiful um but again it's like mm, mm-hmm. kind of just um, and I, you know, I hate being judgmental about this stuff cause I respect, like I respect Monument Valley a lot. Yeah. I think it's incredible that they committed to the platform and delivered something that, uh, is engaging and, uh, and fun. Uh, it's really interesting is that since I switched, the price is really great for yeah. the game. So if you are a mobile, like, you know, I, I recommend Monument Valley, mm-hmm. but it, it's, it, it has no hope of ever being considered a game of the year contender for me anyway. Mm. Um, what else? God, there's really nothing great. Yeah. Like not, not a lot, not a lot hooked me in on mobile. If anything, the, the only thing that I played almost religiously on mobile is HQ, which is the live trivia app. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, you know what I did like? Um, I don't know if it's new or not, but there's a, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called heads up where there's a clue and you hold it. Oh up. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like the fun game. There was another game that came out a few years ago that I played on my iPad that I thought was really genius. It was called Fingal. Oh, uh, two that. people. It was a co-op game. Two people. You put your fingers on it, and like you have to. Two people have to play it, and sometimes you have to use all your fingers and maneuver around. And you're like, and they do fun stuff where like somebody has their fingers like this, and they have to do that because the, the things are moving. Right. And the other person has to put their finger here and do that. Oh. And wow. sl- like it's it's really kind of a fun co-op game. It's like. It's like uh, innuendo Twister on an iPad. Nice. Uh, and Twister, of course, the pieces can't move, but on an iPad they can. So you get you get movement into it. That was really clever. Um, we do hey, have somebody on Discord ready to go. Let's uh, let's take a call. We got um, we got Glenn who yes. wants to calling from Denmark. Let's try it. All right, we got Den calling from Glenmark. Hey hey Glenn, Denmark. you're on the line. How's it going? Welcome, I'm Greg from Denmark. Hey! <laughs> hey, how's it going up in Denmark? Are you guys cold? Yeah, there's a little bit of snow and, well, just around uh, the freezing point here. Oh, oh, oh boy. Good. Man, so it's uh, 50 degrees Celsius here in <laughs> Texas, which is about, what? What is that, about 18 degrees Celsius? Oh, gosh, I can't. 17 or 18? I can't math 17? today. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm so jealous. Yeah, so we're, we're doing okay. <laughs> Uh, so what's on your mind? Do you want to talk about Game of the Year? Do you want to talk about other stuff? What's on your mind? Well, uh, of course, um, both of them, my Game of the Year is actually <laughs> Postal 2 and Duke Nukem. Uh, those are, those are uh, what year are we? Uh, are you in a time <laughs> machine? I think, you, I think the time machine uh, just popped open and you came out <laughs> because Postal 2 and Duke Nukem are... Uh, the, uh, those aren't 2017 games. I don't think so. But I, no. I imagine the running with scissors guys are pretty stoked. Which, which Duke Nukem are you talking about here? Um, well, we're both talking about uh, Duke Nukem Favor. Oh, okay. And, and the Duke Nukem 3D uh, yeah. 20th anniversary edition. Ah. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Did you So did you play the, through the new episode in the 20th anniversary uh, edition? Yes, I went through the whole game again. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so I, I designed um, I designed the London map in the 20th oh. anniversary edition. And That's pretty cool. I got a, I got a, a big-time assist from Levelord because I, as I was starting to work on it, I ran into a lot of other priorities. So uh, Richard helped finish that up. But to me, the 20th anniversary edition was such a great 
opportunity to get Richard and Alan back together, making levels in the in the tools, you know, in the classic game. And I love those guys so much, and I love their their creativity so much. And I was just so thrilled that we were able to create a vehicle for them to to bring us uh, just a little bit more content and uh, and add a fifth episode to Duke Nukem 3D. How cool is that? <laughs> That's really awesome. Yeah. So uh, what did you think of the new episode? Well, actually, um, I'm pretty impressed with the, with the content uh, in, 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 the, in the last episode. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I know that the guys worked really hard on it. And earlier we were talking about Nerve. You know, they helped a lot, too. They made a lot of the art, and uh, the Nerve guys really helped out, uh, and they did all, did all the engine work uh, for for the twentieth anniversary edition. So our twentieth anniversary world tour, yes, is when they, yeah, because we went to we took them Duke to all the different cities, mm -hmm. not all of them, but some of them. Uh, nine of them, I think. How many maps do we add? Uh, one of the cool <laughs> things, though, um, it, it was so it was so weird, you know, because we thought, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll do this thing, we'll add this new episode, um, get all these people back together, put this team together, make this happen. And um, I think when we launched it, we charged 20 bucks for it. Something like that. Yeah. And back when Duke 3D originally launched, way back in the day, the plutonium pack was $20. And this is yet, a, again, a whole new episode, but also came with the original game and came with a, a new engine and a whole bunch of other stuff. And... Uh, and yet, uh, there was a whole bunch of whiners, really complaining, you know. And it's like we didn't we didn't make any money on the the game. In fact, we're still behind. <laughs> and, well, uh, I think it was worth every buck. Well, oh, I, I, I think funny. so too. Even though we haven't made any money off of it, um, that wasn't the goal. The goal was to to create some goodwill. Mm -hmm. And it's frustrating when some of the people can't, you know, value. Like if you're so jaded that you don't think that people like Alan and Richard deserve to be paid for the work. Uh, it's just, ah, oh, it just part breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. But, um, oh man. I'm looking, I'm looking at kids. I'm looking at kids down in the, sorry, I'm looking at kids down in the coffee shop, just absolutely destroying. These oh board. no. They're just going through, just tearing them apart. Oh like, no. Where, where are their parents? It just, the kids just like dumping monopoly money all over the floor. <laughs> Oh God! Look at that! Oh, oh God! For you, podcast <laughs> listeners, we should, put the, we should put the camera on that. It's just completely, it's so distracting. For you, podcast <laughs> listeners, all there right, are strange things afoot at Nirvana Coffee. Oh, all that, sorts of fun things. That parent could care less. That that parent <sighs> standing right there, just watching his kid just destroy all this stuff. <laughs> well, all right. It's so, so, interesting so, watching the stream because I'm I'm a software developer myself. Okay. Oh, what kind of software do you develop? Um, well, I'm I'm actually an object Pascal programmer. I've been oh, working wow. with the language for like 16 years now. Holy uh, crap! That's yeah. crazy. I uh, I moved to Pascal very briefly uh, from an early version of Pascal from Basic um, in 1985 or six, and I played with Pascal for about a year and a half. <laughs> and that was the last time I played with Pascal. What do you what do you make it in Pascal these days? Well, um, lots of different things. Um, I make a lot of multi-platform uh, applications. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
um, for both businesses and also a couple of small games. Um, One of the things I love about Pascal is it's so easy to read. <laughs> exactly. It's really easy to read. And it's, uh, is if you're writing code that you won't like that someone else will pick up, and they won't be able to talk to you, it's probably one of the best languages mm. for that. Makes sense. Uh, or if you're picking up somebody else's code, you want to figure out what the hell's going on. Uh, it's one of the best languages for just, it's just easy to read. Mm. <laughs> uh, I used to love Pascal for that. Well, man, that's crazy. So what other kind of games? Have you played any new games in 2017? Um, well, I tried a bit of the Destiny 2 game. Oh, what'd ah. you think? Uh, well... I'm not that impressed. Of course, the the, the the gameplay feels a bit wonky for for my taste. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, of course, graphic wise, uh, sound wise, it's it's very impressive. But um, yeah, those guys kill it on production value. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I love about Bungie is they seem to get melee, like mm. the, the melee attack. Like every time, it's just it's really gratifying. But. Uh, yeah, I you know what's weird is I really wanted to love both Destiny and Destiny Two. I really mm -hmm. wanted to love them, and Christy and I played a little bit of Destiny One, but it didn't grab us, so we just kind of let it go. And then we bought Destiny Two together, hoping to play co-op together, and it di it didn't it didn't get us. It just completely missed us. And I don't know what the deal is because it has everything I like. Yeah, <laughs> I can't explain it. Yeah, kind of kind of same yeah. thing with us. Like yeah. we played Destiny One for a while. And, you know, it kind of became, especially with the bounty system, it became like a nightly like, okay, we're going to wind down, do a few bounties, then go to sleep. Wind yeah, down, do cool. a few bounties, then go to sleep. So it kind of became this sort of routine thing. Um, Destiny 2 kind of rolls around and it, I did see some improvements um, and everything, but I don't know. I think, and I think it just sort of coming around during a time when there was just so many other kind of cool experiences, um, and for some reason, it kind of just didn't really get its get its hooks in us as much this time around. For There's some so much choice right now. Yeah. There's so many options. Um, that's that's tricky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wonder how it performed. Did you did you see anything? I didn't. I haven't even paid attention. Uh, like 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 sales wise. Like, yeah. Like I think I think it's doing oh, like like well. You know yeah. by by game standards. I wonder but if I don't it know if it's you better know, sort of smashing. Same, I wonder if it did better the same or worse than Destiny One. Mm. Question. That's interesting. Uh, Activision's good though because apparently Call of Duty World War II is doing great. Oh, good for them. So, Sweet. right on. Anything else you play this year? Um, well, I'm actually trying. Well, I'm 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 a bit of an old guy because yeah. in terms of games because. Um, Me too, man. I like a few weeks ago I fired up freaking Yurquan Masters Star Control Two. Do you remember that game? Yeah, I, I like fired that up like three weeks ago and, and played it till five in the morning. <laughs> like it was, you know, so I totally get it. <laughs> for example, I'd really like to, to take a, a couple of rounds and for example, Quake 3. Yeah. Uh, yep. Do you play multiplayer or, uh, or do you play against bots? Um, sometimes I play against bots. Other times it's multiplayer. It's, uh, yeah. it's a bit of kind of move how do you how do you find a multiplayer game with quake 3 these days is the master server still running or is there like other like what, what's the best way to play quake 3 these days well it's usually i play with some of my friends or, oh i see uh, i got you yeah i play a land game yeah. yeah that's cool yeah 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 um there's a game that we are working on right now that's kind of secret um it's called project 1v1 <gasps> uh that's the code name it'll have a real name uh, soon 
and there uh, you could sign up for it if you like old school games and you like Quake. Um, it's not Quake. No. It's not Quake. But if you like old school and you like you know a, like a one v one multiplayer kind of like, like that old school kind of vibe. Uh, it's definitely a new game, and the graphics will blow you away. It's really amazing. Um, but check it out. And I think you can go to – do is there project1v1.com or something? Uh, yes. Or, so I think if you go to project1v1.com, you can throw your email in there. And if, if you're not already on the list, um, I, I don't know when the next round of invites are going out. But um, you might you might get lucky and get, get selected. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we will probably be doing something – what, is it February? Potentially, I think I can't remember. I I'm think playing it, I think, coy. I think it's February. I, I can spill beans. They're my, they're my beans. But I, I, yeah, it might it might be as late as they a- are your beans. It might it might be as late as April. Um, mm. But uh, what's cool? There's a there's a couple cool things about it. It's a it's it's fun as hell. Like we have um, some uh, professional esports gamers that are beating it up with us, uh, and it's getting it's getting really honed. Um, but it's also uh, it's it's got some technologies in it that are useful for us uh, for other things that are unannounced that we're working on, and uh, and so it's really exciting for me on a few different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you like uh, if you like that, you definitely want to check it out. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I think I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be a lot of fun for a lot of people and surprising for a lot of people. So yeah, I recommend it. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds uh, very interesting. Yeah, definitely one, going to sign up. Well, one, one of the things that's happening, you know, there's a wor- in the world where it seems like everyone is racing at like more and more players. Mm. Um, we're kind of going the other way with it, you know. Instead of trying to do like a hundred player battle right. royale <laughs> kind of game, it's like the opposite direction of that. Mm. Um, it's getting more intimate with the interaction. Mm. So yeah. Cool. Right on. Hey, anything else you want to chat about since we have you yeah, on the line? Yeah, okay. I, 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 I have a question about Duke Nukem. Okay, Ooh. do it. Let's let's talk yeah. about Duke. I love talking about because Duke. It's you, one of my favorite see, things to talk about. <laughs> I, I'm a very long time fan. I actually, back when I was six years old, I got the, the Duke 3D game. Wow. Played all the games several times for the awesome. platform. Awesome. Um, but uh, I remember back in the time when they announced the Duke Nukem Forever and, and the project dragged on and dragged on. And I got more and more frustrated. Yes, me too. <laughs> yeah. And back in the day, I actually, you know, put down a draft for a new story um, that took a bit of a turn, you know, it, as, as um, a counterplay to, to Duke Nukem Forever. And, and now when the technology has been, you know, more modern, we have more computing power, VR. Um, I was wondering if Gearbox at some point will be interested in, in producing a, a Duke game where you're, you know, taking some of the elements from Half-Life, where you're, you're not keeping, you're not holding the player in the hand. You're, you're leaving the player to solve the puzzles to, to advance in the game. Yeah, I love Half Life, and in fact, I think in many ways Half Life was an evolution of Duke 3D, uh, in the sense that it alternated between combat spaces and puzzle spaces, and it uh, and it evolved the, the puzzle spaces. It, it definitely took advantage of of entering a fully 3D world, um, but 
it cared about its sense of place and its sense of character. And prior to Half-Life, I think Duke Nukem was the, really the first game in the first-person genre to to you know get get commit to that, I guess, and, and let it happen. Um, and uh, and I think I think there's sh- I mean I'd love to play something that's with the same kind of design principles and design mentality as Half-Life, and and it, that could be done in a Duke Nukem in a Duke Nukem game for sure. Uh, it could be done in other games too. Um, it's really interesting in a world where we will probably never get something that will resemble what we all kind of wished would have happened with Half-Life 2 going on to Half-Life 3 or Half-Life 2 Episode 3. Um, we'll never get that. Uh, and no one's really moved to fill that void. Uh, there, there's been a couple of games that kind of... But not really. Um, and and I, I, I think that's... Man, I, I, the, the thing about that, though, is that it requires um, that kind of game, I think, to compete in this day and age and probably be about an 80 and a $90 million budget. And uh, there's not many people in the world that can commit to that. But if someone did, I have a feeling that they would be really successful with it. And I would, I would really like to encourage that to happen. Um, I, uh, I, I think that should happen, and I think that would be great if that happened. Um, th- I think Duke Nukem could do it. I, I don't know that we, we can do it um, with Duke Nukem uh, on our own. Uh, and so uh, we have a couple of things going on with Duke, and uh, Duke's got a couple of things going on uh, without us. Uh, with, I mean with us, but <laughs> that we're not doing with it, um, that we're helping other people do, and there's some things that we're, we're playing with. Uh, we haven't announced anything big yet. Um, but uh, I think the kind of game that you imagine that's like a Half-Life Duke Nukem game, I think, uh, is something that we'd have to partner with with some people that can really help bring something like that to market with us. Uh, and I'd love to do it. I think that'd be a really fun game to make. Indeed, indeed. That's, um, I know that, that that would be a massive undertaking uh, throughout the whole game. And what's What's interesting about that is I mean we're probably the only ones that can do it. I I, I mean, like we worked in Half Life, and we own Duke, and I I worked yeah, in Duke. That's I right. mean I I built you know four of the maps in the uh, in the Atomic Edition, and uh, I built a third of Opposing Force, the maps I did I produced and directed the whole thing, um, Half Life Opposing Force, and same with Blue Shift I produced and directed that. Um, yeah, I mean, I I love that genre. I really, I mean, that was <laughs> the the whole the whole thing is really something that's 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 kind of part of my DNA. I think so. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It'd be it's a dream. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't stay as a dream forever. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> it's nice to know there'd be customers for a game like yeah. that. <laughs> that's true. So, what should this theoretical game be called? Um, you, you mentioned VR. I think, uh, I think Alan Blum had the perfect title. Alan Blum said to me, hey, here's what you do. If you do the next Duke game and you do it in VR, you got to call it Duke Nukem 5R, 5 ever, 
and it's the uh, five is the V and uh, the R. So it's Duke Nukem Five Ever. Uh, but the five is a V, and then you just put yeah, the that's R. That's a clever one. Nice. That's, nice. That's Alan. That guy's a genius. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm like, I have 10% of the, the cleverness he does. <laughs> if that, mm. if I'm lucky. <laughs> Alan's great. Hey, um, that's awesome. Anything else you want to chat about while, while you're on the line? Well, that's, uh, that's all for now. Oh, um, cool. Did you play forever? Yes. What'd you think? Um, as soon as the game was announced to be released and I put in an, an, uh, a pre-order for, for the special edition, um, all in all, I think it, 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 it was a good game uh, despite all <laughs> the, the, the hoops and bumps it went through the whole development. It's insane what it went through. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> though, technology-wise, uh, I would say the, 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 the Unreal Engine 3, it came in a bit late. Uh, it, was really, it was really an iterated Unreal 2X. Mm. Yeah. What it actually was. Um, I, yeah, I think that... I mean, there's a lot of, thing, a lot of things people can talk about to, to criticize the game my my problem is i saw it through a lens of knowing where it came from and mm-hmm. so to me to me it was a miracle <laughs> <laughs> because where it came from was not a great place and um uh so i and the other thing too is i was grateful i i, I didn't work on forever uh, by the way um but I, I obviously my company produced the the version that came you know came to the public we we uh, hired well we didn't we worked with this group called triptych which was the about half of the the team from 3d realms after 3d realms laid everybody off and they reformed as triptych and we worked with them and they they put everything together and and uh and then our producers helped help them get it on the consoles get it on all platforms and get a multiplayer game made but um i got to play it kind of not total not objectively but i got to play it like as a cl- as a as a close kind of arm's length bystander and interested in invested party. And, uh, I was grateful, frankly, a, that I, that it got to exist instead of the other mm-hmm. way that story could have gone, which is none of us would have ever seen whatever happened. Uh, so I'm grateful that we, that it got to exist and B there was some gameplay in it, some moments in it that you could only do in Duke Nukem that were just crazy, insane, like the part, like when you're in Duke Burger shrunk down, like that mm-hmm. was just, that was just great. I loved that so much. And, um, there was the, the interaction with the Dylan guy where like you're shrinking each other and you, you throw a little Dylan over the wall. Like <laughs> there's just, there was just cool little bits in there that I thought were just awesome. Um, but yeah, I think that, uh, I, I think those guys, I mean, you could feel every year of its 15 years in that final result. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can feel every year, <laughs> including 1999. <laughs> yeah, the, I, but the only thing I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a bit dis- disappointed about the game is the levels. It, it's not as open as you were used to in, in Duke 3D. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they, got um, a, they got a bit more linear uh, in it. Um, yeah. for, for the most part, there are some exceptions to that, but yeah, it was, uh, and that, you know, it became more like halo in that regard. Um, and, uh, you know, abandoning the whole, there's a line at the, I don't need no fucking key card, right? Where <laughs> they abandon the whole, but oh. the, the, the key card gameplay though, 
did let let you kind of have to kind of explore and mm-hmm. consume the map um, yeah. before you could move on to the next the next thing. And there, it was layered because of the key cards, but mm-hmm. you really had to kind of figure it out. Yeah. Um, and uh, forever kind of linearize that. Um, they also went to the the two the two weapons model where you can only carry two weapons at a time, which I think frustrated a lot of gamers that think of Duke Nukem as being able to carry everything. He's Duke. Yeah, he's Duke. <laughs> he can carry all of the guns. <laughs> right on. Hey, well, anything else you want to chat about while you're on the line with us? Oh, no, that's, uh, cool. that's all for now. Awesome. awesome. Hey, well, thanks for your call and thanks for your time. And, uh, yeah. Have fun yeah. in Denmark. Yeah, uh, <laughs> thanks for calling. And uh, I, uh, I, I hope you consume some of the other great games that came out this year. There's a lot of good stuff out mm-hmm. there. Um, I, you said you're old school. I, 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 yeah. It sounds like you're an old school shooter guy. But uh, I obviously highly recommend Zelda, my <laughs> game of the year, <laughs> and the Nintendo Switch. Uh, thanks for calling, Glenn. We'll talk to you later. Will do. All right. Cheers. Nice. Great. Well, that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, I was I was actually quite nice. What is it now? There, it seems like Duke Nukem is really popular in Denmark. Really? Yeah. 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 It's weird in Germany too. Hmm. Like it's really big over there. I don't. I'm. I wish I could figure out why exactly. Mm. Um, Worth looking into. Yeah. Man, I. One of the things that's tricky is, um, you know, Duke is such an interesting character. He's probably the most famous character that Gearbox, you know, has. And, uh, Duke deserves, uh, and there's something with that. Yeah. We've got to, we've Mm got to figure that out. There's something with that for sure. But, um, uh, it's, it's been tricky for me because, um, I, the dream has really been to do something great and nice with, uh, uh, with, um, with Duke. But, uh, unfortunately, you know, we had we had no choice but to make sure that Duke Nukem Forever reached the market. You know, and that was that was the, the 3D Realms game that 3D Realms never felt finished with that uh, that had to be finished, right? Mm-hmm. So, in in that world, it's now th- there. There are some people that look at it, you know, on the business side that might look at that result independently and re- not realize that there's a reason why that happened the way it did and that, that Duke can, can do so much more. Um, it'd be kind of like if you were thinking about the Batman franchise after, um, oh, what was the one with Mr. Freeze? Uh, it was either Batman and Robin or Batman Forever. One I think it was those. Batman and Robin. Yeah. Was it, I, might have, wouldn't it be great if it was Batman Forever? Mm, well, because of Duke <laughs> The parallel. <laughs> you want to uh, take another call? I think we can. Let's do it. Let's take a call from, let's see here. Hey, is this Aiden? Yeah, hey, how's it going? Dude? Hey, hey, Aiden, this is Randy. You're with Elisa and me, and we're, we're, we're live on the Atnerd Von Alive podcast. Huh? How, how are things going? You're up in Canada? Yeah, I do. No. Okay, one sec. Sorry, I was just talking to a friend. Hey, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We are live. Uh, we can hold. <laughs> uh, How's it going? First go- of all, I love you so much, Randy. You're oh, wow. an amazing creator. Wow, thanks, Aiden. It's so great to actually talk to you. Wow. So are you up in Canada right now? Yeah. What What part I of Canada are you? Uh, yeah. 
What part How of- did the Beavis and Butthead thing happen in oh. Duke Nukem 3D? <laughs> oh, gosh. How did the Beavis and Butthead thing happen in Duke Nukem 3D? So, uh, for just the uninitiated. For the, yeah, let me tell. For every, so there's a map in Duke 3D that Alan, Alan Blum made called Duke Burger. And mm-hmm. that's in the Atomic Edition. It's in the fourth episode. And if you're in, you start the, the, that map, you're outside. And one of the things you have to do is figure out how to get into Duke Burger. And uh, you can walk up to the drive-through, and if you interact with the drive-through and hit the use button, uh, uh, and by the way, Duke Burger, it's like we kind of ape Burger World from the Beavis and Butthead franchise a uh. little bit, right? So if you walk up to the drive-through and you hit the intercom, like you're going to use the drive-through, uh, you'll hear over the speaker, "Go away, we're like closed." And ah. <laughs> and it's actually it's it's my voice imitating Butthead oh. from Beavis and Butthead because that's what he said in when in the when he was working as the uh, fry guy, at or no Beavis worked as the fry guy he worked as the as the as the Mike guy in Beavis and Butthead that's which is fantastic. an old an old Mike Judge. Uh, cartoon that used to be on MTV back in the day for, for the folks that, that don't know what the hell we're talking about. So how did that happen? So, um, I, I don't know. I think we like Alan was working on it and he put in the freaking drive through and I said, Hey dude, you know, it would be funny. Uh, and I just said it and he's like, you kind of sound like him. So, uh, I walked over to Lee's office, uh, Lee Jackson, who's our, our sound engineer and music guy and, and sound effects guy and just said it a bunch of times in a mic. And, uh, <laughs> And he and one of the takes kind of stuck, and he kept it, and it went in the game. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's one of those weird little Easter eggs. Yeah, every once in a while, like a lot of times, especially back then, you know, we're just we're just a handful of people, right? Mm-hmm. So if something's in the game, one of us just did it. Mm-hmm. Like so, there's so many things where we just did it, and because uh, there's no one else to do it, right? <laughs> so we like uh, you know, there's I have I have crappy art in those games, like really shitty art, because <laughs> I'm no artist. <laughs> But sometimes you got to make your own tiles. You got to make your own stuff, you know, because you're just trying to get get done with what you want to do with what your vision is. But go away. We're like closed. (laughs) (laughs) I was. I think I was much better at it back then because I was actually watching Beavis and Putted. Well, you got to warm up. Yeah, yeah. Got to go through vocal warm ups and be good to go. Hey, Beavis. (laughs) (laughs) You're like stupid. Oh, I love Beavis and Butthead. This guy's, you know, what's great is it's like simultaneously sarcastic and authentic. Yeah. (laughs) So here's something you don't know. Uh, Mike Judge is also from North Dallas and he did another show called King of the Hill. Yes. Which is on Fox and King of the Hill was an all animated show and it took place in the fictional Texas town of Arlen, Texas. Right. Mm-hmm. And Arlen, Texas is actually Garland. He dropped the G and he jo- dropped the D. Oh. And our headquarters when we were oh, working on wow. Duke Nukem 3D was Garland, Texas. And uh, in fact, if you watch, he did a movie uh, in that era called Office Space. Yes. And uh, there's a there's a the famous scene in Office Space where he's the dude stuck on the on the freeway in traffic, and he's listening to like gangster rap. And uh, in fact, that is just they're going up the 75. Just if you. <laughs> and, and great. The, the Inatech building. I remember <gasps> that building. Uh, it, it was one of the first like office buildings in the 75 corridor. Uh, yeah. And, uh, the Morningwood apartment complex, I think was the La Prada. 
<laughs> it's called Morningwood. That's fantastic. <laughs> I think I just got that joke. <laughs> the movie came out like 25 years ago. I just got the still, joke. Still delivers. Uh, Office Space was so good. The scene, the scene with the po- the copier machine is one of the all-time greatest cinematic moments yeah. of all history. Agreed. Yeah, you know what sure. I'm talking about? That was so great. Yeah. But yeah, man. So Mike Judge was raised in the same environment where we were making uh we were making Duke Nukem. That's it's so the same cool. same mentality. That's awesome. Same mentality. And now he's doing Silicon Valley. Have you seen Silicon Valley? I have not, but I feel like I need to. I have. So great. Silicon Valley is genius level. I can't you have to watch it, yeah. Elisa. It's yeah. so like it's it, there's a lot of stuff that's on mark with the game industry uh-huh, too. It's uh-huh. it's really it's, it's really on point. Highly recommend. Definitely. It. So what what else is going on, Aiden? Anything else you want to talk about since we got you on the line? What was your game uh, of the year this year? Yeah, the thing where you're in the bathroom with the no fingers. What was that about? Say again. The say which one? Well, I found a picture on Twitter with you in like in the bathroom or something doing oh. no fingers. Uh, that was uh, I'm, uh, with my hand, hands behind my back. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so my wife, uh, I was that was at let's see, that was at Pendulette's house, the Slammer in Las Vegas, Nevada, and uh, my wife and I were just kind of hanging out, and um, I I went to the bathroom, and uh, when I opened the door, she was there. <laughs> And she she said, "Hey, get down on your knees. This will be a funny photo." And she just took the picture, and then I think she she posted it on her Facebook. Uh, and uh, then somebody it got out somewhere. But you know, it's I thought it was funny, and I guess some people are getting a laugh at it. So uh, I, I, yeah, I think I think I think some people are using it to to uh, to, to my uh, 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 at my expense. But uh, you know. I was yeah. I, I was born to be an entertainer, so if people if people find no, enjoying I didn't. it. <laughs> What's that? You talking to somebody else? Yeah, sorry, dude. <laughs> All right. I should probably go. All right, Aiden. You almost <laughs> made it. To talk to you. I'll probably talk to you again some other time. You should. Sure. You absolutely should. And you should bring. You can bring. You can do it. You can bring your A game next time. I believe in you. You were on the brink. You were on the yeah. verge, but you almost had us. <laughs> You can get there. You should do it. <laughs> Call in next week and, and stuff it up. It'll be next even more year. fun. Next year. Next year. There you go. Have extra time. Right to on, prep. dude. Next All right. Year, yeah, for sure. Hey, good, good talking <laughs> right, to you. Bye. <laughs> oh, that guy's great. I think uh, he. I fun. think he was trying to. I think he was borderline, maybe trying to troll, but wasn't sure. Uh, wasn't sure. I think he should have committed to yeah, it. Yeah, I was gonna say he should have committed to it and gone gotta full commit. troll. That would have been He's awesome. I lo- I'll tell you what, though, it's really interesting. It betrays this um, kind of phenomenon. You know, there's everyone's trying to have fun in the world. Everyone's just trying to live their life in a way that's compatible with their own happiness, right? Yeah. And uh, and all kinds of different people consume all kinds of different entertainment, and. Uh, it's it's weird, you know, to to uh, so the, some of the relationships people have with their entertainment and the way they think about the entertainers behind them, and uh, I, you know, who are we to judge who how people want to how people want to relate? Yeah. Uh, we're in a world like we were talking about Star mm-hmm. Wars earlier, and um, that some of the people like you were ta- saying, mm-hmm. like some of the people that are the most uh, uh, ragey about it are the ones that are going to see that movie for five yeah. times. Yeah, you which know, is it's so interesting. Yeah, you know. So um, I don't know. I hope, I hope Aiden calls next week. I'm curious. I want to hear. I want to learn more about him. So I had this other guy. He didn't call. Um, this dude sent an email. Um, it was great. 
he sent an email to Gearbox and I invited him to call me. He didn't do it. I want, I want, you got to see this. Oh boy. Um, have I, have I, I may, may I have already seen this email? Uh, probably <laughs> not. I didn't send it around. Um, let me see here. Um, oh, how can I find it? Uh, it was so good. Um, Give me, hey, you vamp for a second oh, while I find this. <laughs> I vamp. So, um, with the limited time we have left, I do want to remind you that we are also available on iTunes and Podbean, wherever fine podcasts and not so fine podcasts are are not sold and available for free. Um, as always, we are we are here. We are listening. You can always uh, check us out on our social media, which is displayed here. Um, if you have any thoughts. Um, after the show. Um, you can also discuss with us after the show on our Discord, which is right over here. Um, we can keep the conversation going on Discord even uh, as we take this two-week holiday break um, and come back for the new year. And of course, hey, you know, we've been doing this for seven episodes, um, but you know, whatever. It's 2017. We can pivot. Um, there's still plenty <laughs> of time to change, and we want to make the show as entertaining uh, for you as is humanly possible. Uh, so if you have any ideas on ways that we can improve the show, um, then definitely let us know for sure. Um, because because we're into that. Because, you know, w w w without you, we're just sitting here in a booth talking about nerd stuff, which is fun. Um, but it's but it's even better if you enjoy what it is that we're doing. So, you know, let us know how we could do better at that. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to the folks that are hanging out on Discord as well as in the Twitch chat. Uh, we, we, we acknowledge you. We see you. Um, but but we do want to hear your lovely voices. Uh, so don't be shy and feel free to call in um, and then also also join the Discord if, if that is something that you are inclined to do. How am I doing? Are we good? I, I found it. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> oh no. I really kinda wanna read it. Should um, I should I should I give a warning to our to our fine feathered friend uh in, in <laughs> PR? <laughs> no, it's fine. Um I'll this is uh this, this Brace yourself. We got this email sent to the gearbox uh I think it was probably on a web form. Well, that's a wall of text. Yeah. Uh the subject of it is cucks. Off to a great start, right? and we also have five minutes left. So he, uh, you know. I'll, I'll read the first. I'll read the first <laughs> sentence. Ah, I wish I could name everything wrong with Borderlands, but there's just too much bullshit garbage to list. Cool. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of great. So he he's yeah. basically his his complaint is um, mm. he had a hard time with the Bloodwing fight in Borderlands too. He had a hard time with I that. I had a hard time because I because I, I just took yeah. it personally. Yeah, yeah. I hurt no, my no, heart. He, he had a difficult. Oh, like oh. He, he wasn't. He was underpowered for it. Oh, it wasn't the narrative. Okay. No, okay, he he was underpowered for it, and he didn't like. Um, uh, he let's see. He says, the only way you can kill it easily without grinding, uh, mind you, this quest is for level seventeen, eighteen, uh, and I can't do it at that level without gl glitching the game. Mm. Uh, he, and then he gets off topic. He just doesn't ever come back to the thought. He's oh, really okay. streamer conscious. It's really good. Okay. But there's a lot of all caps in here. Yeah, that, I mean, it's I mean, I'm really I'm looking good. at your phone, and uh, you um, have you have a very large screen, and it is taking up most yeah, of it. So he ends it with "fucking kill yourselves." Oh. I, I hope you get AIDS, mm. and every one of your kids and grandkids get cancer. You're a fucking useless piece of trash. Eat shit. Uh huh. Well, now, which does he want us to do and first? And then there's a whole lot of racial and uh, racial, oh, Jesus. Like that last sentence, I don't even want to read it. It's so bad. 
So so then go ahead and show it to me. So okay, no, yeah, yeah. Oh oh okay. Equal opportunity yeah. offender. All right, that's Re- cool. Rest in piss is how he closes it. Ah. So so I, I I replied to him and I said. <laughs> um, Hey, uh, your your point of view fascinates me. I wonder if you'll be able to call into my podcast on <laughs> Sunday afternoon and talk with me about your experience. Uh, I'm going to go then, with a no on that. And then he said, Randy, Randy Pitchford, Borderlands 2 is a flop glitch, fla- bitch, glitch fest. Nobody wants to be in your podcast. Let Gearbox die in peace. Huh. So he, 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 he replied. Hey, okay. Uh, he's really... I, I can't, you know, I've never, ever, I think, sent an email to anyone like and mm. like uh, like a, a company that that's made a product uh, or a film or a television show or a video game. I've, I don't think I've ever. Have you ever done that? No, I don't think I've ever been that. That passionate. Well, well, I mean, I've been that passionate, but not that passionate. I mean, good or bad. Yeah. Good or bad. Like, yeah, just just that step alone. Like, you're you're awesome. Like, just taking that step. You're like. <sighs> You're 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 on the edge. You're an edge case, yeah. and which you might be on one edge of the other. Yeah. This guy's on one edge, <laughs> but it's just amazing, right? He he yeah. clearly uh, was touched by it. Yeah, it, it was something he's very passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, but there something really bothered him, and he thought that the way to deal mm-hmm. with that was to send something send something like that to us. Yeah, fucking kill yourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And eat shit. But I'm not entirely sure which he wanted us to do no, he, first. Killing the yourself had to happen first in this. <laughs> the so, logistics are yeah. a little off. Uh, maybe he was talking like ver- like in the game. Oh. He just knew you. Oh, okay. But I can't eat shit in the game. So, no. yeah. All right. Well. This is this is such a happy holiday I note want, to I end want, this podcast I want on. someone like that to call so bad. <gasps> so bad. So we get email like that once or twice a week. Um, that's it yeah yeah Mo- <laughs> like, so well, you, well, well we, we we get more on twitter because i think it's just easier when i say like that i mean yeah. that that extreme we get mm-hmm. lots of email every yeah. week and i'd say it's about three to one positive to negative mm-hmm. um except what interestingly enough with duke nukem it's a little higher positive to negative for some reason huh. the people that are duke nukem fans are really p- positively passionate about mm-hmm. that um more so than the negative ones um uh but um it's about three to one positive to negative. This is like a one percent kind of negative. Mm-hmm. Like it's an extreme yeah. negative. Yeah. Um, and uh, oh, they're so interesting. I so desperately want to meet or talk to somebody that's <laughs> got that. I was really hoping Aiden was going to be one of those guys, but no. he turned out to be such a nice, yeah, nice just, careful guy. Yeah. He br- he brought up the picture though. It did. Yeah. yeah so close. he was on his way. He almost did it. Yeah. I want I want somebody I want to yeah. I want to feel that personality that you read in the e- all caps email. <laughs> I want to feel that on this podcast. I think that would be very interesting to listen to and to watch. Uh, and I want to I want to I want to find out what's what 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 made them. You know what I mean? <laughs> How did they become who, them? Who hurt you? So so in in a few weeks when we're back, if you're one of those people, please oh my god, please call. That would be so great. Or you know, take some of that energy and put some. Just good vibes into the no, world. No, 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 no. Don't don't do that. Just call. <laughs> That's also another option. Keep keep yourself as <laughs> cr- as angry and crazy as you are, <laughs> and just call yeah. with all of it. I want to hear it. Just, I gotta meet it. Know. I gotta find out. Find I, find find the joy. In the no, 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 no. <laughs> just ha- just bundle it all up. <laughs> And let it explode all over this podcast. That'd be so great. I will be out of town uh, whenever that happens. So there you go. Hey, this has been an awesome show. We got some great callers. We had some good chatting about about video game stuff. Uh, We'll be back. We're going to be on a a two-week hiatus. So uh, I think you're going to run some past episodes. Yes. Yes. So so for those folks that might be new to the podcast for the next couple of weeks, maybe looking for some 
Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve entertainment. Uh, during this time, we'll be showing some reruns um, of some previous episodes so you can get a handle on the kind of stuff that we talk about. And hopefully you'll have plenty of time to prep some questions and comments and concerns for when the show comes back next year. Awesome, awesome. And right now we're going to sign off and we're going to go next door to the At Nerdvana Food Plus Spirits restaurant. And I'm going to order probably some beef stroganoff Kathy style, which is a mm. secret menu item. Big ups uh, to Kathy. I might, I might change my mind because I, I've been eyeballing the, uh, the chicken fried steak where it's made out of filet mignon. That's so, that is that is we'll see, but I'm really excessive. looking forward to it. If you are in the area, if you are in North Dallas, if you're in Frisco, if you want to stop by at Nerdvana and and come and say hi, you're welcome to. I'll be here. And until uh, until the new year, this has been another episode of the At Nerdvana Live podcast. I'm Randy. This is Elisa. Thanks for nerding out with us. We'll see you later. See you next year. <laughs> <laughs>